Alicia Birnbaum, co-founder of Sound One, is considered one of the best New York Foley artists of his generation. His stage looked like a suburban garage or basement or attic with various surfaces on the floor and shelves filled with props used to create sounds. You would often meet Alicia walking around the hallways of Sound One in cut-off jean shorts and women's high heels, which he wore when following the sound of women's footsteps, as he did for every sound you hear in this scene from a 1987 film by Brian De Palma, The Untouchables. You know, this is a Jewish, a Jewish man that looks like a rabbi with gray hair, and he go, "Hey, that's Alicia. How are you?" You know, and he'd be in Daisy Dukes and Joan Crawford's talking to a client. <laughs> but they knew him and they loved it. In New York City, when Sound One was starting out in 1968, there were only about three Foley stages. Jack Foley from whose name the term derives, worked at Universal Pictures during the 30s and 40s and was responsible for solving a number of technical problems involving sound recreation. Today, Foley artists supply the sound for many of the actions that take place in television or movies. What sounds can't be later supplied by sound effects libraries are created by the Foley artist. The skill that's involved with it is it was stupefying to watch. You say, how can this guy he would watch us. He'd never seen the scene before in his life. And he'd watch, you know, 40-second, 60-second sequence. Okay, fine, let's go. And kick it out the first time. No problem. It was just astounding. Just a virtuoso. In this episode, staff and clients retell stories of working with Alicia and others at Sound One in recognizing the creative genius behind Alicia's work and the role of the Foley artist. This Frame by Frame podcast is one of a multi-part series on the era of New York Sound One. Frame by Frame is presented by Motion Picture Editors Guild and Post New York Alliance because it's how you finish that counts. Our website is postnewyork.org and we can be found on Twitter at at postny. The host for the Sound One series is Harbor Picture Company. The voices in the Foley episode include Sound One founder Alicia Birnbaum, ADR supervisor Michael Jacoby, re-recording mixer Peter Wagoner, technical engineer Dominic Costanzo, supervising sound editor Chick Ciccolini, supervising Foley editor Stuart Stanley, Foley editor Dan Edelstein, sound mix technician Bob Troller, chief engineer Avi Laniato, and picture editor Andy Monchin. Here, Chick Ciccolini, Stuart Stanley, and Dan Edelstein remember working with Alicia Birnbaum on Far and Away, a film directed by Ron Howard and released in 1992. The Foley, of course, was a very important thing, especially for Alicia, because it was one of those type of movies that required a lot of extra sounds that were being produced in the stage. Him and Brian Vancho both worked very hard at putting things together. It was a very complex project with a lot of subtleties and a lot of uh, layers of sound, which was really a lot of fun. I was the supervising Foley editor for Far and Away, and we brought in a pig's head to punch in Far and Away that was, I have to say, I, I didn't think pig's heads were as big as with a snout like this. I think Chick still has the picture of it. And we also, Alicia went, went upstate and, and bought a wooden wagon, a large wagon big enough to get in the Foley stage so we could Foley the wagons that were run out west. And we rolled that wagon around down the hills into puddles. We had the water pit. And the Foley was all analog. We were recording to uh, Tascam D88s. 
but we were cutting mag. And uh, cue sheets were written by pencil. <laughs> when we finished foaling the last reel with Land Rush, Alicia called Marie Shell down to the foley stage, and he was very proud of what he had done, what we all had done. And he played it back for Maurice. And George is, is mixing on the fly for Maurice. And when, when the reel finishes, it's silent in the room. And Alicia goes, Maurice. So he goes, that was Foley? All that was Foley? And he goes, yes. And he goes, who did this? And he says, Brian, George, me, Stuart. And then uh, he goes, okay. As I'm walking out of the room, Maurice goes, when, when this job's over, please see me. And I supervised like five or six Foley jobs from Reese afterwards over that. I was a Foley editor on Far and Away. Oh, yeah. And we, I don't know when that playback was, but when they finished the land race scene, they invited all of us who had worked on it to come into the studio. And we all just sat there. And with that John Williams music, that was among the best reels of any movie I've ever seen. Without any dialogue, just the Foley's. It was absolutely incredible. I literally owe my editing career to the Foley's. On Prince of the City, I was in Apprentice Sound, and it was an 18-reel film, and they gave me six reels to cut Foley's. And I was determined to have the best Foley's, and we recorded them with Alicia, and I did literally every footstep, and I was up all night cutting everything. You know, they found me in the morning asleep at the Moviola. And this was actually, Dick was mixing it. And Dick kind of really hated Foley's. So I had met Sidney, but I really hadn't even been anything more than introduced. And he was, you know, playing cards, sitting at playing solitaire on the side of the mixer. And this scene came up, actually a scene in a conference room. And Dick did what he did. He played back the scene and he pushed the Foley's up really loud. And they sounded like shit, you know. And, and Sidney was like, what is that? What is that? Footsteps on carpet? You don't hear footsteps on carpet. Get them out. So Dick did that and dropped them all. And I was like, oh, fuck. Just... So I stood up behind Sydney, and it was carpeted like this. And I just walked <laughs> back and forth for like five minutes. And Sydney finally stopped the cards, and he went, okay, you hear footsteps on carpet. And then he turned to me and said, but not in my film. <laughs> and I said, Sydney, that's the creative choice. Whatever you want, just know that if there's a sound, it's there. And actually, we kind of hit it off. And you know, a couple of films later, he hired me as an editor. It's, uh, so it's all due to Foley. <laughs> the other thing is that I remember there's a film that we were working on called Times Square. And there was a long shot of a bicycle um, rider coming down with a, with a big chain hitting something and the squeaking of the tires and something else around. And Alicia, in one take, made all of the sounds that this bike rider was making coming down in dead sync. And creativity, um, the cow in Honeysuckle Rose, the cow chewing, close-up of the cow chewing was uh, hay and an orange. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
a million things that you did that were like brilliant on the spot, creative moments that yeah. you know enriched the pr product. You know, we not did, just about the money. We did a film called The Soldier. Jim Glickenhaus yeah. was the director, and there was a whole ski sequence that took place. And we had gone and tried to get sound, real sound of skiing on the slopes and what have you, and had a hell of a time with the wind noise and what have you. And you went into the studio and you took a little kosher salt and cornstarch <laughs> and you put it on the ground, put the microphone close, ran the projector, and then basically followed the action doing that. Then we added the exterior background, the music, and I'll be damned if you didn't know that that was what it was. It was great. Same thing with Slaughterhouse Five, create, the walking in the snow. How did you create the foley's for the exploding hookers in Frankenhooker? <laughs> I, I, really, I got to know this. Though. I, 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 I don't remember everything <laughs> on the spot. You know, I have a, um, something on the spot. I do it. Okay. Uh, Riley Steele was doing mixing foley's, so. They're recording Foley's and Riley still on the board and they're mixing, mixing it and they hear banging. And Alicia says to Riley, go and see who is doing it. Riley goes to the back and there is an air conditioning guy trying to fix an air conditioning or a duct or something and he's banging on it and it makes noise and it gets into the recording. So he comes back and goes, Alicia, this guy is fixing the air conditioning. Go and tell him to stop, okay? He goes, he says, listen, you got to stop. He goes, okay, but I, my boss told me I have to finish it. I can't stop. And he keeps on doing it. And three and four times like that, Riley still goes back and forth, back and forth, and he tells him to stop, and he doesn't stop. Eventually, Alicia gets upset. He walks out of the studio. Now imagine Alicia. He's wearing high heels, hairy legs, shorts, and he comes to the guy and goes, I'm telling you to stop right now. And he walks away, and as he walks away, the dude looks at Riley and goes, that's you both? <laughs> that's my stuff. Yeah. You know, this is a Jewish, a Jewish man that looks like a rabbi with gray hair. And he goes, hey, that's Alicia, how are you, you know? And he'd be in Daisy Dukes and John Crawford's talking to a client. It's like, funny thing you can ever see. But they knew him and they loved it. And he was wearing them because what happens is your legs and pants don't make noise when you're doing footsteps in the Foley room. This is why he's wearing them. Later, discovered that sweatpants does the job. <laughs> but for many years, it was this man in Daisy Duke short, 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 short jean cutoffs, you know. And, and Which are? Uh, you know, six inch heels, you know, that he was doing footsteps. He was doing woman's footsteps at the time or something. But he'd come out of the studio, clump, clump, clump. All right, that's Alicia. How are you? You know. <laughs> so um, Alicia, he was—he was—he actually was an amazing Foley guy. I must have worked with him for three or four years, film after film with Foley's with him. We had worked on the Good Son, Macaulay Corkin film, and there was a scene where they're ice skating. The whole town is ice skating, and we had a Foley the ice skates. He brought in sort of a gymnastic or uh, some apparatus where he could suspend himself, and he put on ice skates over pavement and scraped the blades across to get all these sounds and it sounded really good but i asked him why why the, the harness he said so i don't have my weight on my feet so i can control what i'm doing so carefully and that really worked out well but there was a scene in that where macaulay sent the his sister in to the thin ice and the ice broke and then from underneath you see her coming down into the water from underneath and we were told that we should try and get as much of the ice cracking as possible and they want to hear, especially, this is Maurice, he wants to hear the sound of her body coming into the water from underneath. 
and get that really, a really unique sound. He says, I have all kinds of water splashes. I don't want water splashes. No water splashes. I want something, something special. So we, we, we did the ice cracking, which was really taking plastic sheets and bending them till they started to crinkle. And before they snapped, you would hear them go. So we recorded a lot of that. It was really great. But the underwater stuff, we were in the water pit literally for about three hours. We were wrinkled like prunes because everything we recorded with George had too much of a surface feel. It still felt splashy. It didn't have that sound that you kind of would be unique. And we were recording, I think, 10 days we had to record that job. And he's thinking about it the whole time. He can't think of it. And right about the next to last day, he had this idea. He sent the, someone from the desk out to get a bag of balloons, and he got a bag of a balloon. He filled up the balloon pretty big, put it into the water pit, had the microphone in the water, in a waterproof house, in a plastic bag, and held the balloon under the water, took a pin, and just popped it under the water, and you hear of that sound of, the, of it breaking. And we played it back. And George and I went, that's it. That's it. And I went up to Maurice. And he heard it. And Maurice went, that's it. And it was great. It was just great. He was, he was unbelievable in that studio. That was his home away from home. I really think the, the Foley stage was Alicia's heart in San Juan. Sound One podcast series is co-produced by Sherry Johansson and Isabel Siderni. The recording engineers were Peter Wagoner, Bobby Johansson, and Mike Rivera. In New York, this is Frame by Frame.